As much as I hate to admit it, I do think sometimes the days and weeks seem to kind of coalesce together because of the pandemic. And so this morning, as I start to record the podcast and I say, hello, this is Daniel Gregory. Welcome to this episode of The Perceptive Photographer. I literally was like, oh my God, I say that all the time. That's literally the only thing I say every time I record a podcast. So I was thinking, oh my God, I need a new introduction, something more exciting, something more crazy. Da, 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 da. It's the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. Anyway, clearly I do need some kind of break from doing what I'm doing to break the cycle of what's happening in my head. So anyway, I'm Daniel Gregory. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. This is the 291st episode of the podcast. That might also be why I'm a little bit feel repetitive. I've actually gone back and listened to all 291 episodes. No, I'm just kidding. I have not done that. I have wanted to jump into this topic for a couple of weeks, and I think it's part of the reason why I'm a little cheeky to start the podcast. In my preparing and organizing for a, a series of podcasts, I, I like to do some level of research. I like to think about what I'm going to talk about, create some outlines. And one of the things that I've been fascinated by a little bit is how people respond to somebody else's photographs and the things they photograph and what they share in their photography and the value, the feedback that's provided about those photographs and the way those photographs are shared and communicated. Because one of the things that I find interesting is that I believe we create photographs. I think one of the primary reasons we create photographs and we look at photographs is we want to create an experience of something we see in the world, and we want to absorb an experience somebody else has had in the world. So as we create images, as we think about creating images, we have to realize what really is personally relevant to me, what is personally relevant to somebody else, and through that medium of photography, through that visual language, we start to share back and forth interesting insights and observations about the world and who we are and how we can grow and develop and change and become different than we are today. As people talk about photographs, as they look at photographs, one of the things I have been finding interesting about the way people share their feedback about photographs is the assumptions they make going in about what a photograph should be or should not be about. And as we start to look at photographs, as we start to think about photographs, one of the central tenets, I think, if we upheld a old kind of phrase of, until you've walked a mile in somebody else's shoes, don't necessarily be judgmental of the photographs because the experience somebody else has of who they are, of what they see in the world, what they value in the world, how they respond to the world, what they're afraid of in the world, what they believe is important in the world comes out through their photography. If they're making photographs that are meaningful and photographs that matter to them, those things would be included in the photographs. And it might be a complex image of the love of the environment and the fear of the loss of that environment. It might be about a relationship. It might be about the loss of a loved one. It might be about the celebration of a new love found. No matter what we find in the photograph, no matter how we create the photograph, part of our job as viewers and consumers of photography is in some way to think about the impact the photograph has on us, but also what do we learn about the person who created the photograph? And the part that's been, I guess, distressing for me looking online and how some of that feedback is given is the willingness to immediately dismiss the impact of a photograph on the person who created it. And this is not feedback about necessarily the technical qualities of a photograph, because there are elements within composition, framing, color, tonal value that make photographs more or less compelling. They make them visually work better 
or not work as well based on what we actually frame up within the photograph. So this is not necessarily a discussion about that because I believe those bars need to be met on a, at least a basic level so that we can experience and read the photograph. But more on a, on a level beyond that, as we look at the photograph, to dismiss the value of a photograph, to dismiss the quality of a photograph because we just don't get it, because we don't like it, because it's not something that's interesting to us, the way that feedback gets presented, I think is important. And it's something I would love to see us as photographers change in our vocabulary and our vernacular of that photograph's not important, that photograph's not interesting. On some level does say back to a photographer that what they're creating is not interesting, that what they're creating is not of value. And what they are creating is valuable to them. And we don't have to understand everything about a photograph. We don't have to like every photograph we look at. This is not a conversation whether I like the photograph. Anybody who's listened to this podcast for a long or has ever taken a class from me knows that liking a photograph is pretty immaterial to me in the understanding and the reading and appreciation of that photograph. I appreciate a lot of photographs that I don't care for. The work that went into them, the experience that comes out of them, the way the photograph makes me think about the world. I may not like what that photograph does, but it does something to me because of the willingness to work beyond the like. If we're looking at photographs, if we're thinking about photographs and we dismiss the photograph out of hand as something that's not relevant, not true, we are in fact dismissing another person's experience of the world. And what comes around goes around. One of the things that I find interesting is people who are quick to dismiss other people's photographs as not being of X value are upset when their own photographs are dismissed of not having a value. I think one of the things we need to do that we need to get better at, we need to respect each other more in terms of the feedback is really diving deeper into the understanding of what drives the creation of the photograph. Not the technology, not any of that, not that that's not important. I think part of what drives some of people's creative juices and creative flows is a new camera body, a new camera lens. They try something they haven't used before. You can always kind of tell when somebody's just gotten a macro lens for the first time because all of a sudden they produce a lot of macro photography. They're figuring out, does that lens allow me to communicate something of interest in the way I see the world in a way I couldn't before? And for some people, it absolutely does. Other people, it doesn't. And if it doesn't, the lens goes in the camera bag and kind of disappears forever. But as we look and think about the approach to that conversation, I think the challenge becomes, how do I look at the photograph? How do I then present my feedback about that photograph so that I am getting a better understanding of somebody else and their approach to the world and how they see the world? If photographs always seem angry to you, it's worth having a conversation about are those angry photographs or is the person creating the work also angry or is it just your response to something is making you angry? And if it is, you might need to think a little bit about why are you so angry about looking at those photographs? What is it about them that's actually causing that feeling within you? That's the reason that I think photography on some level elevates itself into a creative practice, into an artistic practice, is if we look at it and we believe that there is insights to help us better understand who we are and who somebody else is, it becomes more than just the facsimile of something in the world. It becomes an object greater than just the some of the parts of a mechanical action to capture light. There is feeling, there's depth, there's emotion that's tied into that photograph. The outright dismissal of something, the outright statement away from something as a photograph of, of interest, doesn't do either party any good. So as you're thinking about how to give feedback, as you're looking at photographs, 
Put yourself in the shoes of the person who made the photograph. Think about who they are, who their life is, what their experience is. And if you have a hard time empathizing with them, maybe reach out to them and ask, what was this photograph about? What, you, what drove your experience to the photograph? And in a lot of cases, you might get back, well, I don't know, I've never thought about that. In other cases, you might learn a lot, but I think there's an opportunity for us to globally raise the discourse of photography and the meaningful insights that we get from photography if we're willing to empathize and think about the creation that somebody else did, the work that somebody else created. What was their experience like? Because there's a truth in the way we experience the world. And if we're being honest about that in the photographs we created, there's always a truth within the photographs. Now, truth is subjective on some level because there's not a universal truth when the creation of art, but there is a universalness in the willingness to share who we are with others and that truth of willingness to share the experience. So I think we need to figure out a way as photographers, when we look at work, when we talk about work, that we believe and trust in the value of gaining that insight. And if we do that, I think the better we get at that, the more we can look at photographs, the more we can start to appreciate the differences in the world that allow for the creation of such different photographs. And so we get that notion of those two photographers standing side by side, creating completely different images. As they create those images, as they respond to those images, the value is not that the photographers were side by side. The value is in they saw something completely different and they were willing to share that difference. We were able to see that difference. And so to be able to look at one photographer and say, wow, I wonder why they viewed that scene and photographed that way and why somebody else viewed and saw it a completely different way speaks to the way they experience and see the world. And through that understanding, we get better insights. We learn more. We observe more. And it becomes a habit that when we look at photographs, they become more than just pretty pictures. They become ways of us understanding more about the world than when we first looked at the image. And I think that's the piece that I hope we start to really push each other and hold each other accountable for, is really the, the judgment we put on other photographs. Do we look at them and judge them for just artistic ability? Do we judge them as if they are an individual with a political, social, economic, environmental position we don't uphold to or believe in? Or do we believe that the photograph is an expression of somebody else and we have an opportunity to learn through that expression? If we're unwilling to learn, if we're unwilling to change through the medium of photography, if we're not gaining insights and if we're not becoming different and evolving and changing, it does beg the question of why are we even making photographs? Why are we sharing photographs? Why are we looking at photographs? If we're not expecting them to have an impact on who we are and to change the way we see the world. And we know photographs can do that. We know photography does that. We've seen the impact of photography on people's response to war. We've seen it in the response to social injustice. We've seen it in the response to environmental impacts. We've seen it in response to how we remember family members and loved ones the looking back over time, we get a lot of benefits from photographs. We get a lot of benefits looking at a variety of photographs. So to be able to look at somebody's image and then gain that insight from walking in their shoes as we give the feedback, as we think about the photographs, as we learn from that, I think will be a real foundational shift in how you can then approach your own photographs. Because when you start to think about the impact that photographs have on you, 
and how if you appreciate those photographs in a meaningful way to gain an insight, you'll start to see your own photographs different and hopefully you'll start to have that impact of a little bit of the way you behave, respond and shift your approach to photography will then rub off on somebody else. So when they look at your photographs, they'll be willing to walk in your shoes to gain an understanding of your experience. And I'll be the first to admit that part of my response to this is so much of what we communicate and how we communicate is changed in the medium of we're not gathered in person. You know, a lot of what we see is even more driven online. We don't necessarily have access to the galleries and the museums and the social dialogue we used to have over coffee and scotch and beer around artwork. That still doesn't mean that we can't change our discourse even in an online environment to really provide some level of deeper insight and meaning and response to the work. So I would encourage you to really look at your own work and how you respond to other people's work and look at how work's been responded to when it's yours and the insights you provide to others and really try to take that step to think about not how would you have made the photograph, not one of the technical things that make up the photograph, but really what in the way you experience the world and the way the world has shaped and informed you through all of the places, locations, choices, restrictions, elevations you've had in your life, how have those ultimately driven that photograph? And then again, as you look at somebody else's photograph, imagining what drove them to create the photograph they created. Don't forget, uh, there's some great Amazing free education coming up here shortly. Uh, the Adobe Max conference is in a couple of weeks. If you haven't registered for that, hundreds and hundreds of sessions on some amazing uh, free training from Adobe on, on things coming up. There's also going to be a pretty big update to Lightroom and Photoshop and all that coming up. I am also going to be teaching at the Photoshop Virtual Summit 2 for the fall. I'll be teaching a class on color management and on an introduction to the LAB color space, which will actually be a lot of fun. I'm excited about both of those topics that I'll be coming up. I'll have some more information on that here in the next couple of podcasts and how to register. You can get that information from my newsletter, which will be coming out on October 16th for that workshop and conference. Thanks again so much for tuning into the workshop, uh, turning into the workshop. How about we tune into the podcast this week? Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And, you know, with the great ending music of the podcast, we conclude episode 291. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.